It is officially time for us to do another podcast content case study. And I'm really excited about this one. Oh my gosh. So if you're new around here or you haven't listened to my previous case studies, you're going to have to go check them out. I did one on online marketing made easy. One of the best podcasts you can listen to if you have an online business or you're selling digital courses, you're trying to build your email list. Like absolutely go listen to Amy Porterfield's podcast. It is incredible. But I also did one on the office ladies. Whenever they were launching their show, I did what it is so funny because in hindsight, I don't think I said the word deep dive as much as I did before I started listening to their show because they say it a thousand times. And I think that that's where I get it from, right? You pick up these little quirks when you're hanging out with all these people all the time in your head and doing a deep dive on the Office Ladies podcast was so much fun, but it was all about the launch. So it was right whenever they were launching their show, I went into the promotional marketing cool things that they did. Maybe I should do an updated version of that. Okay, we're gonna put a pin in that because... Today, I am doing one on the Armchair Expert podcast, and I'm so excited. I've had this on my content calendar for probably two quarters, <laughs> like two quarters of the year. I was like, okay, I have to make time for the Armchair Expert podcast case study. When is it going to happen? And I kept having to move it because there was a launch here. There was something else I needed to do, and it is time. It is time. I am so excited about this. We're going to break down their show, what it's looked like over time, kind of the evolution of it, and the different fun things that they have had the opportunity to do, but also how much their show has evolved. Because if you are a content creator, you're a brand new podcaster, a YouTuber, blogger, like wherever you are in your journey, I want you to think about your content as an evolution because what I do today looks drastically different than when I first started in 2018. And it just so happens to be the same year that they got started was in 2018. And things have changed so, so much. So let's get right into it. Here is the case study for the Armchair Expert podcast. Let's get right to it. Welcome to The Profit Podcast, where we teach you how to start, launch, and market your content with confidence. I'm your host, Crystal Profit, and I'm so excited that you're here. Thanks for hanging out with me today, because if you've been trying to figure out the world of content creation, this is the show that will help be your time-saving shortcut. So let's get right to it, shall we? Okay, so one of the first things to note is that I became officially an armchairy, right? This is what we are called. If you are a mega fan of the show, I officially became an armchairy back in 2020. And I think it was probably around COVID, right? We're all trying to find new things to watch, new things to listen to. And I think that it was one of those that I found it and I was like, oh my gosh, like look at all these incredible people they've had on their show. Let me go back and listen to it. And in doing so, I just fell in love with the host. We're gonna talk about them in a second. But I just fell in love with everything about this podcast. And now today, having listened to it for 
over two years. I mean, I guess it's close to two years at this point, but I love everything about it. I love the evolution of it. I love the direction of it. I love how successful this show has been because I believe, again, as a fan of the show, that it is incredible. But don't worry if you're like, ah, I've never really listened to that show. If you don't know anything about it, it's fine. That's really not what we're going to talk about today, like all the different guests that they've had. We're going to break it down by the logistics of their show. We're going to break it down by what they've done with it and the evolution of it. So let's go back to the beginning. So they first launched episodes on February 6, 2018, with a three-minute and 35-second trailer. Now, why is this important, right? Why is this important? Well, it's usually one of the first questions I get asked whenever someone's talking about launching a podcast. They're like, well, should I have a trailer episode? Should I not have a trailer episode? What needs to be in it? And I have a lot of YouTube videos that you can go check out about, you know, what it what is involved in a trailer episode that you'll find in the show notes to this episode. But I believe having something that explains what you can expect whenever you listen to the show. And I went back and listened to it, and it was so fun to hear them because they've come a long way and how comfortable they feel behind the microphone. Like you can kind of tell that they're a little bit more like, ooh, like buttoned up or maybe a little bit more just nervous about getting started because here they are. They're four years in at this point, almost five years into doing their show. And they just are so much more relaxed, so much more themselves. But the hosts are Dax and Monica. And in the trailer episode, they're explaining what you can expect. So from the get-go, from the very, very beginning, the hosts take two different positions. So you have someone who has lots of confidence and lots of conviction, the armchair expert, that is Dax. Then you have someone to call them out on their BS. That is the fact checker, and that is Monica. So these two like have been really good friends for a long time, and it's just been really cool to see their dynamic and how everything shakes out. So Dax Shepard and Monica Padman play each of their respective roles beautifully in the host position. So Dax is an actor, comedian, filmmaker, and a podcast host. And my favorite role that he's ever played was Cheeto in Idiocracy. Because maybe you're like, oh, who is that? So he was on Punked way back in the day. Of course, I remember Punked, like whenever that show came on. And hearing him talk to Mandy Moore, he interviewed Mandy Moore about one of the pranks that he pulled on her. I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot. Like I saw that on MTV, like when it happened back in the early 2000s or whenever, you know, whatever that episode aired. I was like, oh my gosh, like I remember when that happened. I remember watching that as a teenager And it's so crazy to think of, you know, I've been following this person for a really long time, but never had what I feel like is such an intimate knowledge of who he really is at his core because I've listened to him every single week since 2020. So that's the power of content. That's the power of podcasting. You can really get to know who someone is, and a little bit more of their quirks. And so Monica, Monica Padman is an actor, podcaster, and producer, and she is my age. Like if we we went to high school the same years, college the same years. So listening to the show from her perspective and her references helps me relate 
even more to what they're talking about whenever they're interviewing guests because Dax is older. He's in his late 40s and Monica is, I think she's 35, but I'm turning 36 very soon. Actually, when this episode airs, it'll be the Friday after this episode airs. But we just synchronized like she was a champion state cheerleader. I was never that. Okay, let's be very clear on that. But I was a cheerleader. And just the things that she adds to the conversation, I'm like, yep, I know exactly what she's talking about. And their producer and the guy that's behind the scenes of it all, you'll hear him in the background from time to time. But Rob, he is also, or his name is Wobby Wob. He is also our age too. So he'll chime in with his little references and, you know, Dax will turn around and be like, hey, you know, what do y'all think about this? What do you think about that? So it's cool to see that dynamic of him being older, which my husband is older than me, so I understand all of Dax's references, but it's just a really fun dynamic that they have on their show. And they've had several guests that you're like, oh, oh, okay. They have some really high-profile people, but it's mostly celebrities, so dozens, hundreds of celebrities at this point. And anywhere from Ashton Kutcher to Mila Kunis to, I mean, they just had Edward Norton. They've interviewed Barack Obama and Bill Gates. They had Richard Branson on recently. They had Prince Harry. Like, there have been so many incredible, like, you have to go listen to this show. If you have not listened to it, you will love it. It is so fantastic. But the premise of their show is to interview people and they'll air the conversation. And then at the end, like, so they'll have a segment of the show, which is the interview. And then at the end of it, Monica goes through the fact check where it just starts out as a casual conversation. And then she goes back through the interview that they had and she'll say, oh, you know what? We talked about this, but we were wrong. Like maybe we made the wrong reference or it was the wrong date that somebody mentioned or the wrong figure. Like she goes through and they talk about the facts that they needed to correct for the episode, which I think is really fun. I think that having someone fact checking things after the fact is just really cool. And it's almost one of those things where I'm like, oh, you know what? I probably should do that for this show too. <laughs> like after we do an interview, go back and listen to the whole thing. And I'll do that from time to time. Like if someone forgets to mention something or we were supposed to talk about the thing that they wanted to promote and we just got so carried away in conversation and never happened, I'll do those little add-ins. But this is just next level as far as the facts go. But that is the overall premise of the different things that they have. So they'll interview celebrities, they'll interview experts, which I think that that's been just really revolutionary for me because here I am, I started listening to the show as a form of entertainment. I've learned so much, so, so much. I've been introduced to even more really incredible minds, like people that are in academics or in like a financial sector that I would have never been introduced to because that's not really my thing to follow those kinds of people. But they come on the show and they have honest conversations. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I want to buy their book. I want to go see what I'm going to go follow them on Instagram. I'm going to go get on their email list. So it's just really cool to be introduced to these different people via this medium, right, of this podcast. And that's 
typically not what it's like. It's not just business and marketing, which is what I really enjoy listening to as well. This is a way for me to get entertainment and education. So it's a little edutainment for you, right? All right. So now let's talk about changing and pivoting because what happened is they went from their original show to multiple segments and spinoffs. And I actually didn't, I put these in bullet point form, which I should have put them in number form. So let me count these. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, and I feel like I'm missing one, but they have six episode spinoff, show spinoffs that are under this umbrella. So they'll call it the armchair umbrella. And what they've done is they've created these other sideshows, which that sounds funny, right? They have these little sideshows. It's not the circus, I promise. It's like, it's a really good, really good thing. But they kind of found their groove and then thought, well, what else could we talk about? Like we enjoy talking to people. We enjoy interviewing these experts and talking to our friends. Like what else could we do with this medium of podcasting? And so one of the first spinoffs was Monica and her friend Jess created a podcast called Monica and Jess Love Boys. And then from there, they started Armchair Anonymous, which that's out of order because Armchair Anonymous is actually a very recent addition, like in the last 12 months, that was something that they added. And that's another spinoff of Armchair Umbrella. Then they have Flightless Bird, which, oh my gosh, y'all, I think that that one is my second favorite. It is incredible. So it's David Ferrier, who is the most unique person. He's so incredibly weird and just so different. So he's from New Zealand. And he was stuck here in the U.S., in Los Angeles, to be specific, over COVID because New England, New England, New Zealand had very strict guidelines on getting back into the country, and he was just never able to make it happen. So they said that he was marooned here in America, and he wanted to figure out, like, have the opportunity to ask people about our weird American quirks that as someone who is not from this country, didn't grow up here, he's very observant about all the weird things that happen. And he wants to dissect, like, why does this happen? Y'all, he did one recently about leaf blowers, and I was dying laughing. (laughs) I was laughing so hard. He was like, why why do you do this? Why, as Americans, do you blow leaves basically from one side of the street to the next. And I was cracking up because like literally two seconds later, while I'm listening to this, their leaf blow, like a whole lawn crew shows up on my street and they're immediately blowing leaves everywhere and grass. And I'm just cracking up so bad. So you have to check out that uh, segment as well or those episodes because it's a different show, but technically it's all released under the armchair umbrella, which I think is just so, so fun. So that's a great, great one to check out. And that's David Ferrier and Monica Padman run that show. Then there's Armchair and Dangerous. This is one where David, the David Ferrier I was just talking about, he started doing these episodes and it's where they go into conspiracy theories. And now I'm not a conspiracy theorist and I have never really been too interested in them, But whenever it's served up to you by these incredible people that can 
talk really well and like tell these incredible stories. They have this like cinematic feel to them because of the way that everything is produced and edited. It's just like, it's really good. Like it is really, really good to learn about these different conspiracies when it's presented in this way. Again, we're going for the edutainment and the ability to consume something that's in a totally different form of content than if you were just scrolling through Netflix and you saw a documentary on cannibalism, right? You're like, oh, I probably wouldn't watch that. I did listen to their episode on cannibalism. and I was like, oh my gosh, okay, this is really interesting. But if that's your thing, conspiracy theories, that's another one to go check out. And then there's two more shows that they've done. So one of them is called Race to 270, where Dax, like some of his like bro friends, they all got together and one of them was trying to lose weight to get down to 270 and the other one was trying to gain weight to get to 270. So it was this uh, this show, you know, it wasn't really for me, I'll admit. It wasn't like the, the thing that I ran to listen to, but it was a really cool addition to add in their friends and other people that are important to their lives into this really cool atmosphere that they had created within the podcasting space. But I want to talk about one of the most recent shows that were a spinoff, and that was Race to 35. So as this is airing, the last episode of that podcast just recently came out, and they're going to have a bonus episode, but technically the whole thing is over. And this one just really inspired me because it was Monica and her friend Liz, who is also 35. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step guide to starting your podcast today. They decided to freeze their eggs like, yeah, like their their literal eggs, like the eggs in their body, they decided that they wanted to go through this process and document it. And I have to say, as someone who is a mother of three, right? And I had kids young. Like I was 22 when I had our oldest son, and I was done having kids by the time I was 29. So I've had, you know, in a span of seven years, I had three kids, and that was it. I didn't have any fertility problems. I didn't have any issues that I know I've seen several of my friends go through. I've seen um, friends have to go to a sperm donor. I've seen people that deal with IVF. I've seen people that, like, it's all this kind of external world to me that I didn't really feel that I had the right to ask a bunch of questions if they were struggling. Like, I didn't want to put that burden on them to explain to me exactly what was going on. And so having this podcast to go to was so awesome because I got this peek into this world that I've never known about, never been exposed to, and it was just really interesting. So if you know somebody who's thinking about freezing their eggs or going through the fertility process or 
any of the other things that have to do with what those decisions can look like and just y'all they give each other shots and it's so funny like it's so funny because I don't have to do it right I didn't have to live through it so I'm like I'm laughing at the fact that they are doing this together as friends and they're talking about it like actually talking about the things that they're going through and it was just it was really cool so I highly recommend go and check out that podcast as well so all of that to say, y'all, that is a lot. That is a lot of content that they have put into all of these different episodes. And I looked online to see how many episodes of all their shows they've published to date. And as of me recording this episode today, there have been 381 episodes published. Now, I didn't get clarification. This is where my fact checked would come into place, right? I didn't get clarification if that encompassed all of their spinoff shows, or if it was just the main armchair expert, like the main ones that they put out all the time. But 381 episodes in four years, that's really incredible. And it's funny because like, here I am, we're at 383. Like this is episode 383 today. So we're like on kind of the same pathway. But I went through a period of publishing a ton of episodes. And now we're down to once a week cadence. And so it just kind of goes to show that there's some really cool similarities and parallels to my journey and their journey. And I just love being able to learn from them and the incredible things that they're doing, because this is the really fun thing that I wanted to tell you about the Spotify deal. So if you have heard of this podcast, it's likely that you know it is exclusive to Spotify. And this is something that happened. So in May 2021, the two hosts, so Dax and Monica, announced on Instagram that they were going to be going exclusive to Spotify starting July 1st, 2021. And I have to be really honest with you. <laughs> My initial reaction was, frustration. I was really, really frustrated. And the reason why, it's not because of them. It's because I'm not a Spotify first podcast listener. I don't like the idea of exclusive shows. And their show is the only one, the only one that I listen to on Spotify. I listen to all the other ones on Good Pods. So shout out to JJ and her team over at Good Pods. It is my favorite podcast app. But I just didn't like the idea of them going exclusive and going over there. But, you know, I don't, I, they didn't ask me my opinion, but it's just how I feel about it. I'm just not a Spotify first listener. I prefer Good Pods because I like the interaction and all the, you know, star ratings, the comments you can do, all that stuff is super, super fun. But there's some speculation as to how much money the two made on their Spotify deal, but it was an undisclosed amount that's easily in the tens of millions. Like if I were to take a guess, I would say it was anywhere from 20 to $80 million. I have no idea how much it really was, but I just love that they are doing so well. Like they're doing so, so I love these shows. I mean, if anything has you've learned from this today, like I picked this podcast to do a case study because I love it so, so much. Like I could tell you so many fun facts and weird things about it, but we don't have five hours for me to sit here and dissect everything. I just wanted to share a little bit about what the show is, what it means to me, and the reason why that 
you shouldn't get so bogged down in how everything is performing today in your content because you never know what can happen over time with your content. It's gonna ebb, it's gonna flow, it's gonna go up, it's gonna go down, it's gonna go round and round. You may go in a totally new direction, but the thing is, is that if you love podcasting, like I love podcasting, you're gonna find a way to make it work for you because at the end of the day, you know, I think back to whenever I started my show, I loved the idea of podcasting. I just wasn't in love with the content that I was creating at the time. So I pivoted, I changed, I did something different. I've pivoted, I've changed since I've made changes. And it's one of those things that we can't get so stuck in what we're doing today that we don't allow for evolution and changes and taking things to the next level. You have to be open to the idea that things will change in the future and that's okay. That's totally okay. One of the things that I love about the Armchair Expert podcast is the hosts get guests to really open up and be raw and human. And one of the key phrases that they have is the messiness of being human. I love it. I love it so much. And I think that that should apply to us as well. Like, let yourself be human. Let yourself make some mistakes. Let yourself just be someone that is creating a message that can help someone else. And one final thought on one of the things that they do that I really, really respect the heck out of is they refuse to do video for their sessions. Now, hear me out on this because people are going to be like, oh, well, video podcast, like that's the way to go. And all these other YouTube experts told me I have to have a video podcast. So I'm just going to sit through it and make myself uncomfortable and totally do. This is the best thing that I heard. And Dax said this, and it was just so, so good. So things get awkward when the camera is around. And I'm paraphrasing him, of course, but he said something about video is so distracting. I don't want you worrying about the logo on my shirt instead of actually listening to the conversation that we're having. And I thought, oh my gosh, I do that. I do that. Like whenever I'm watching a YouTube video or I'm watching people on TV, I do. I'll think, okay, I'm listening to what they're saying, but also Drew Barrymore's hair is really cute. Or Jennifer Aniston, like, look at her nails. Like, did you did you see the the bracelet that she's wearing? Did you see that color? Like, oh, I want that color. I want that nail polish. Or look at her makeup. Like, you just do these things very differently. You process information very differently whenever it's in a visual format, as opposed to whenever I'm listening to a podcast, maybe you right now, you popped in your earbuds and you're going on a walk or you're folding laundry or you're doing dishes, you're cooking, like you're driving, you're doing something totally different and you are submerged in this audio world that we've created and you're not distracted by wondering, what does Crystal have on? What does she look like? I'll tell you exactly. I have on sweatpants, a hoodie, and a hat with no makeup today. That is what I look like. And I can tell you right now that the audio version of this is way better than what it would be if it were the video version today, because it's just, it's it's not a pretty sight. We'll just say that. Mama's looking a little rough today, and that's okay. It's what I love about podcasting. It is why it is incredible. But if you want to hear other case studies 
send me a DM on Instagram because these are a lot of fun. It's really, I, I enjoyed this so, so much doing these deep dives, looking into the content, kind of pulling back the curtain, even though I don't own the curtain, right? This isn't my show, but I love dissecting what other people have done and looking at it from the sense of how can I take pieces of this and teach other creators how to infuse their own brand, their own message in a way that helps them reach other people as successfully as these huge shows have. I mean, because they're like, they're like top, five in the world. I don't know if they're number two or number three, but y'all, they're up there. They are up there as one of the biggest shows in the world. And so I think that we can look at what they're doing. And if I had to boil all of it down to one simple thing, they're having fun. They really are. They are truly having fun with the conversations that they're having with people and the things that they're talking about. So That's what I'm going to leave you with today is find a way to have fun in the content that you're creating. But if you're listening to this right now and it is the, it's almost the end of 2022. That's wild, right? It's 2023 is right around the corner. And I actually created a free guide that I want you to go download. So it's called the seven steps to create a better content brand. And it's going to be linked in the show notes, but go to crystalprofit.com forward slash better brand. And I want you to go download this because if you're struggling with your own brand and your messaging, you're going to find the seven steps in here will help you get clearer on what you can do to make a bigger impact in 2023. But that's all I have for you today. So as always, remember, keep it up. We all have to start somewhere. 